Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Wednesday. It's January 11th, 2023. I'm Dave Neal. We have Bachelor Nation news for you. A lot to get into on this hump day. Y'all ready to do this? Let's get it started. It's Bachelor Rush Hour. Oh, yeah. Feeling that groove in the hips? Yeah, that means you're ready for some tea. We got it today. We got it today. We have so much to get into. Uh, From uh, Tia Booth calling out haters for her nanny schedule to Katie Thurston revealing new information regarding her relationship with John Hersey. And then to cap it all off, the old creme brulee of the day, we've got Chris Harrison throwing shade at Nick Vile. Nick's response. And boy, He uh, doesn't uh, play nice. He says, uh, Chris should take more accountability and uh, some more things. So we have all this content for you guys today. It really is a melee happening out there during barrel scraping season. I appreciate all of you listening. Uh, If you guys aren't familiar, we've grown by 50% our audience this week alone. So big things happening on the podcast front. The more you rate and review and subscribe and share this podcast with your friends, the more I can make it a priority every day with good music, good vibes, good thoughts. So in order to enjoy this free podcast, definitely make sure you return the favor by sharing it. And I said, like I said before, rating us on iTunes. All right, folks. Well, I'm going to jump right into this story because the first story we have today is, uh, and again, I have three different clips, so it's going to be a long one here, but all good stuff. The first story today is Tia Booth. Uh, But before we get into what Tia did, clapping back at the haters, we've got a response by me, yours truly, to what I believe to be sort of a ridiculous comment I received. I think you guys like to hear some responses to ridiculous comments. Well, you're going to get it here, so I'll brace for the one-star reviews from anyone who doesn't agree with me on everything I do in life. Oh, you're not vegan? One-star review. Oh, you are vegan? one-star review. It's like, you just can't win, folks, and uh, I think we're winning just fine. All right, let's get into it. Here's Bachelor Rush Hour. I just want to respond because sometimes it's easier to respond to comments uh, through uh, like the vocal medium rather than typing it out because I don't like to argue with people online. But the epic said this, I always treat everyone with respect. And this was in response to my Chris Harrison story. Uh, I don't expect everyone to agree on everything. And I'm using a different account to post this because there are too many crazies out there who go nuts at any opinion that differs from theirs, which kind of sounds like this person. Uh, Although he doesn't go crazy, he or she. I would subscribe to your channel and support you if your message wasn't so divided at times. You really need to arm yourself with the facts before you make a political claim, which you do not. And no, I'm not a conservative because I've heard you call people who disagree with you that. This is just some feedback. Take it or leave it. One, people don't care about your political observations. I speak for a large group of people. We care about Bachelor News. Two, in a world that is already so divisive, do you really think you're adding any value? Yes. Three, my opinion changed a lot as I got older. I actually took the time to read bills and really understand the government and constitution. Opinions change and evolve. Consider yours will be on record and you can't undo it. I'm. So, is my opinion on record? <laughs> Is a YouTube video a record? I want to normalize changing of opinions so that people like you who might disagree with me could also have an open mind. Now, nothing about this content is even political. This is a problem people have with cultural issues is they make them political. Now, if someone wants to label themselves as an R or a D or a L or a uh, you know left or right, if someone wants to label themselves as that, that's fine. But my beef mainly exists in a classist system where we have the elites, the people that are donating to politicians, 
institutions and setting the standards for what should be bills should be passed and not. Those are the people I have a problem with, regardless of what political ideologies they have. Uh, this is just rubbish, if you ask me. Uh, lastly, consider the fact that the media and government are ex experts in brainwashing. You live in a progressive state, yet pay the highest taxes, and it's the state with the highest amount of migration out. If progressive policies worked, why are people leaving at records? So it's what a weird. Con I mean, how am I? And he goes, "Feel free not to respond. You just asked me seventeen different questions, and my only response was this: quote I speak for a large group of people. There's your problem, bud. I speak for me, and I talk about what I want, and I'm not asking for feedback or why you decide not to follow. You're here. I'm here. It's all good. Very strange comment." Um, I don't hate the person for it, um, but it's a very strange comment on a on a on a recap of a Chris Harrison reel that I made. But that's Instagram, folks. And speaking of Instagram, you know people are people are losing their dang minds. Tia Booth defends hiring temporary help to care for newborn son a few nights a week. Stop freaking mom shaming, she says. So she just posts, uh, you know, three nights a week I hire someone. They basically take care of our baby on those three nights so I can get some shut-eye. And of course, the responses are, no bueno. So she said, moms who have once been first-time moms will say, do what's best for you and your family, then shame you and lose respect for you for needing help. We can only be praised when we're exhausted and doing it all alone. It's insanity. Okay, I'm done. Night, night. And then she also she responded to this person. This person said, not trying to be mean. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't mean to come off the wrong way. You already did, Nancy. You already not to be mean, not to be too judgy, not to project all of my issues onto you. Some stranger online that I have a parasocial relationship with because I saw you kiss someone on a beach once. <laughs> not to be mean. But having a child is taking responsibility and bonding with your baby in the middle of the night when they wake, not hiring someone to do it for you so you can sleep. To me, that sounds like having a child means you should be exhausted all the time and, show, and, and, and share your trauma with your kid because you aren't able to get a good night's sleep. Oh, rubbish. Get out of here. All right, wrong button. Uh, <laughs> what did I want to play here? Hold on. Okay, there it is. Where's my rubbish button? I've lost my rubbish button. You guys don't realize this rubbish button comes from an, an interview I did with an Irish morning TV show where they called me rubbish. Here it is. That's rubbish, Dave. And this is rubbish. So Tia's response, like I said, it's a luxury to have help a few nights a week. Thanks for your opinion. And she said, got three more that weren't as friendly. It's a temporary service that helps us tremendously as first-time parents. I've learned so much from these nurses and will never look back and think, damn, I wish I would have been more sleep-deprived on those nights we had help. I'm able to be a better mom during the day when I can think and know my baby was so loved on and taken care of the night before. I don't have family here. Neither does Taylor. This is our help a few nights a week. Reminder to keep this to myself from now on. Now, don't keep it to yourself. Please share this. Now, obviously, she's got 1.3 million followers, so you're going to get a handful of probably uh, uh, potential psychopaths, sociopaths. I mean, look, I'm not a psychologist, and I'm not uh, going to pretend to uh, sort of armchair expert these commenters, but when you have 1.3 million people some are going to sneak into your DMs with horrible takes. Now, it must be tough, and I can't really relate, although, you know, I was raised in part by a single mom, so I do have a ton of empathy for 
for for single moms, but also for moms that are you know trying to like she's she's a an entrepreneur, she's an influencer. She makes her income, which doesn't go away because she had a kid, and that's got to be very challenging. Deliverables and 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 in in all the things that come with it, of course, in providing for her family. I was on a train once, um, I think commuting to New York. I was on the commuter train, probably Metro North, like one of those commuter trains that get very crowded. And there was a lady with a you know newborn, couple month old baby. And the baby was crying. I personally have zero issue when babies are crying, as long as the parent is trying to prevent that. Like if a kid's crying and kicking a seat and the mom's watching an iPad and not caring, it's like, well, F you. Like at least give your kids some attention. But the crazy part was the baby's crying. Everyone, everyone feels for the mom because no one feels worse on that train car than the mom with the baby crying. I'm telling you, I would probably estimate someone who's listening to this right now it's probably like getting emotional thinking of an instance where you've been on a plane or you've had to deal with this yourself. Anyone who's had a kid or been near a kid who's crying and unruly or whatever knows it's a horrible situation. You feel bad, but like you wouldn't be taking the train unless you have to. You don't take the train because like, I'm going to bring my colicky kid on a train this morning. Oh, get out. You know, it's such a, it's such a unfortunate uh, thing, but there's always that mom or like former mom, older. So there's always some, someone in their forties, fifties, sixties, who's like, you need to, you know, in, in, and I know, I know they mean well, but in this instance, I saw another mom, mom shame, the mom who was trying to keep their kid. This is my acting out of the kid crying and shut up. And, um, and it just got like, it, it wasn't shared with love. It was like, here's what you need to do to be a better mom. And so often you can see bonding happening more often than not. But in that instance, there was someone trying to shame someone else who was just trying to do their darndest. Now, maybe that's a poor example of the shaming. This is way more just advertent, but it's just like, really? Would you like, I personally would rather my mom have slept a little bit more than be a single mom who's works, you know, she, my mom worked in sales. So she was out doing, you know, on the road doing sales all the time. And, you know, like, I think there would be a better system set if we had some communal activity that helped others. I've thought about this. If we have a kid, I go, my whole family's in Rhode Island. My, my wife's family's in Northern Kentucky. Like my sister's got four kids. My brother's got a child and a lot of family helping each other. That's the way it was supposed to be. We're supposed to live in small communities. The biggest fear I have, if we do have a family on the West coast is not having family to help out on those nights where you just need a break. So anyway, it was an article about it here. We don't need to go through the whole thing, but um, she took to social media, as it says, to share the message um, of what people are throwing at her. And, you know, regardless of if you're a millionaire or just getting by, uh, you know, the shaming of each other is just uh, futile at best. Um, anyway, so I looked up a few articles. This There's a better way to parent than the nuclear family. Of course, nuclear family, we talk about like husband, wife, you know, old school, man's working all day, woman provides at home. This would, I would assume, drive moms crazy. You, you have to think it'd be drive you crazy to be at home with your baby all day, not speaking adult words to adults and, and you know, having that full burden on yourself while the guy gets to go make a living. Again, the old patriarchal way. It, it must be pretty nice to go to work and, and live your day and be able to swing by a Dunkin' Donuts and what all the things that you get to do. So this this article that I found here, I won't read the whole thing for you, just kind of explained how like this isn't the way it's supposed to be when you're raising. Even if So if you look at the photo here, it just kind of shows that in, in, old, in old societies, that maybe lived on farms or grew up in tribal communities, there'd be plenty of other women and men to help uh, help you along. 
And now we live in the world where you just share all the highlights on your social media and then people don't even know when you need help. And it's not always just the two, three days you get back from, you know, from giving birth. There's so many other um, times when we need to be able to check on each other. You know, and one of the reasons why I love covering Bachelor Nation is because there's such a vast uh, sort of uh, difference between all the type of content we can cover. On one end, we got Tia Booth responding to haters because she's, you know, a new mom. Uh, And then we've got Katie Thurston, who's single and loving it, as they say. And she talks about her past relationships and current. Have a listen. Speaking about living their best lives, Katie Thurston here, uh, dressing the part, kind of like Scooby-Doo energy, you know, the whole deal. Uh, But uh, let's hear what she has to say about her situationship, then her relationship with John Hersey, how it began, and why they launched it so soon. And then after that, where she is now with the relationship that was sort of revealed without uh, sort of, I wouldn't say her consent, but I think it was uh, leaked a little too soon. And we'll get to that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, as early as like last year, I got this random DM from some fans who are like, hey, this emo show is happening tonight. You should come. And I was like, I don't know. And like last minute, I was like, okay, I'll go. So I went to this emo show. I met so many people. I went by myself. I grabbed a beer. Like Liquid Courage does help. I won't downplay that. (laughs) But um, yeah, I met so many people. And there are some people that I met that night who are now girlfriends to this day who have come and visit many, many times. I will say I had a situationship form from that meetup as well. And look, situationship is just one of those words we didn't have when I was single. When I was single, we just called it friends with benefits. When I was single, we called it bumping Harrisons. But now it's got to be a situationship. Why? Because situation and relationship kind of sounds so Do you really? Unknowingly, I didn't go there to meet men. Like, I was there just sure, like, Katie. Emailing, yeah. on, you know. But, um... Yeah. <laughs> wow. First and so God, can you imagine you go to an emo show? You, all you want to do is listen to some good Charlotte and enjoy you know the early two thousands, and yet you wake up in, in your bed next to this guy. <laughs> He's like, what color are my eyes? And you're like, I don't know. But, you know, your dad's not the root of all your problems. All right. There it is. Jinko jeans. Is that emo? I'm not sure. Last situationship, I will say. Oh, so we're done with the situation. Oh, yeah. And also those are toxic. I didn't yeah. know. I didn't know. I thought I could do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm emotionally unavailable, too. But like, let's just bang and have fun. Well, you know, you eventually kind of <laughs> just bang and have fun. Oh, we got to hold on. We got to isolate that at the 3816 mark. That's on. That's going on the soundboard. Let's just bang and have fun. Let's try to listen to that one more time here. 38. Uh, let's go to right there. No, I didn't know. I thought I could do. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm emotionally unavailable, too. But like, let's just bang and have fun. Well, (laughs) so it started. Can you tell me what the situation? Oh, my gosh. Can we get a merch shirt? Dave Neal, power listener. Let's just bang and have fun. All right. It's a fancy. It's like a fancy tune with the youth. I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. So Jess's husband doesn't know what a situation ship is. I love this. Oh, my gosh. I could talk for hours with him just because we're the same age. And I think we're both like. Like on the back end of a wave, like like you like you know, he works in music and in comedy. You have to be on top of pop culture news. But I'm like, wait, what? What does it mean to shade somebody? You know, you start to ask these questions. You're like, wait, if you cannot name any of the artists in the Billboard Top 100, you're old. All right, is there something? I'm <laughs> I mean, my God, what are you kids up to? <laughs> oh my God, it's like a fancy way of saying fuck buddies. Whoa, oh, you're God. both like, I'm emotionally unavailable. I'm like me too but like let's still hang out right i like to call this subscription without like the payment like the oh, premium wow. spotify with all the perks but 
zero commitment. Right. Wow. That's the thing. So it's like it's one You're of those things where if you start You're off, if, if it's login. able to be a, a situation where it just like his houndstooth jacket too. Two people yeah. aren't having my, romantic inclinations towards each other, and they're just having a good time. It's great. But then the situationship is, and when all of a sudden there starts to be those feelings, and then there's the no oh, commitment. A lot of times. It. Yeah, could, feelings I guess could be on both ends or or one sided. I think is usually how it ends up yeah, hurting right. the most. People lie to themselves and say they don't have feelings. Although it it does, friends with benefits can work. It's just for how long, you know. I mean, can you have friends with benefits for twelve years? Probably not. But you know, you might be in the same place for a year, pocket or three months. Why we call it friends with benefits? It's never a friend. It's an acquaintance that you're okay having sex with and don't have to go to the mall with the next day. What's the sure. Sure. <laughs> sure? Right. Yeah. Oh, not the situation chips, but that's exciting though. I mean, like the point is that you went out alone. Yes. Met some people. All right, so she's going out, meeting people, having fun. Hey, that's what you got to do. That's what we want from an independent woman, right? 4428. We're going to go to the next clip here. I'll take this moment to promote our stand-up show. Katie Thurston and I will be performing in San Diego. And I got to tell you, this we're going to be pushing the lines with with the content. There's going to be a QA, and a uh, stand-up comedy. There's going to be, uh, you can get VIP tickets, which is going to have some adult toy giveaways. It's going to be a blast. That's February 15th, San Diego. Go. I've already got people saying they're flying in from Canada. Just don't fly Southwest, baby. Uh, people want to fly in from San Francisco. All I, all I got to tell you is if the show goes well, who knows? Not to jump to conclusions. We're going to be in Chicago, Austin. I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, but you know, there's a there's always a demand for everything if we have a fun time, which we will. Uh, that is February 15th, the day after Valentine's Day. So nudge your boyfriend in the right direction and get your tickets. My God. <laughs> yes. Yes, actually, the funny thing. So there was a moment where um, Blake and I had broken up. So she, uh, Jess asked the question. I didn't play it. Have you ever been like recorded by like, you know, fans or whatever? And John lived in San Diego. Okay. And we were still in the very much friend zone. I was just like so depressed at home and not going out. And this is where people originally thought that Katie was emotionally cheating because she had broken up with Blake and then announced her relationship with John shortly after. And people started looking at papers and taxes and being like, well, how can this happen? And look, you're going to go, Dave, are you so stupid? Are you this hypocritical? You just accused Victoria Fuller and Greg Grippo of potentially, of Victoria potentially emotionally uh, emotionally cheating. I understand. I understand the bias that exists when you know somebody and know the facts versus another situation. My guess with emotional cheating is that it has to be sort of intentional. Not to say Victoria's was. We just don't know. But that was my opinion. And it has to be intentional. Like, I'm in a relationship still. I'm going to start rubbing elbows with this other person to see if they can provide, you know, whatever. And you can hop from one to another. That we didn't see that happen with this relationship. But I guess you can listen for yourself. And just like not eating. And so John's like, we need to get you out. Like, let's get mm. you like croissants and let's go sit by the beach, whatever. So we did. And the, a girl recognized us right away. And I was like, oh, that's good. By the look. way, the quickest way to the, you know what, is a pastry. You want to get that pee? You go buy a pastry. So bad. Is, look, that, a, is that a Spice Girl song? You want to get with me? You got to buy a pastry. Well, did I know like who knows how soon later we'd be dating. Right. Um, but you were thinking you're like, oh, this is going to appear a certain way. Yeah. So I saw like someone taking photos. I was like, well, screw this girl. I'm, I'm going to be ahead of her. So I took a picture of John. If you want to be my lover, you got to get a croissant. Dog and tagged it. And just like owned the fact that, yep, uh, I'm out with John right now getting some like fresh air, you know, and whatever. So it just kind of sucks that I have to think that way. So she gets fresh air with her friend John through a breakup, sees somebody that sees her and she goes, I guess I got to share a photo with John. And she's actually got a point because 
while it was sort of, you know, seen that it, she moved on quickly from Blake, if the photo of her and John was out there canoodling, oh my gosh, they're eating a croissant from opposite ends, you know, <laughs> kind of, uh, uh, you get it. Carbohydrates. Hey, by the way, if you didn't know, I uh, posted this on Instagram. I'm down 11 pounds since January 1st, just having given up sugar. And I know people are wondering if I'm drinking wine right now. No, this is actually beets and carrots and uh, blended juice. Uh, you know, a fan of our program last year got me a juicer. You guys are just the best in the world. And people might say, oh, Dave, there's sugars in the carrots. And listen, you got to live a little bit, okay? I'm getting a little sugar from fruit sugar, but there's fiber too. Okay, speaking of fiber, let's get a little bit of Katie. But you understand how crazy it would have been if we only saw leaked photos of her and John. So the idea when you know somebody's going to go public is to just break the news yourself. It does lessen the blow. It does give control. Mm -hmm. Even with announcing when I was with John, um, it was probably a little more ahead of schedule than I would have liked to announce a relationship. But we had Stefan's big Christmas party right. last year. And I was like, well, the options are either. I mean, literally, literally, it went on people. The Bachelorette's Katie Thurston shares romantic kiss with John Hersey under the mistletoe. And of course, we have a different bow from this New Year's. And people, I, I saw someone comment, how, how is she with all these different guys? Uh, what we would we, three reported guys in four in two years? You you prude. A embrace that we are like talking and flirting and trying to explore this relationship. <laughs> or B, don't touch me, don't dance with me, don't kiss me. And I was like, no, I want to have a good. You want to enjoy. I, I wanna she have a put the enjoyment of living life ahead of living in an uh, you know only staying in her apartment because she was afraid something was going to get exposed. I, I think that's a good. I think in hindsight, good you didn't miss out on opportunities. You know, maybe you could have gone to Rome with John Hersey. You know, whatever. Good time. Of so course. again, ahead of the schedule, like, okay, I guess we're just going to announce that we're chatting. Yeah. I hadn't even thought about the idea of if someone takes a photo or video of you and it is something like when you were with John, where it was, um, you know, people hadn't known yet that, you know, you and Blake had ended things and that there is that then feeling yeah. of if someone leaks it before I do, like it takes that power away from me. Special shout out to Jess's fingernails. Holy cow. My my wife just started getting her fingernails done. She's literally unable to open anything. She's like, babe, can you open this for me? She just has to like use her knuckles. You know what I mean? Like ladies, you know what I mean? But either way, it looks good there. Matches. Very nice. That's literally happening it. right now. Oh, do yeah. tell. Okay. Really? <laughs> Oh, then go I back. Go back. If someone leaks it before I do, like it takes that power away from me. So Jess says if someone leaks it before you do, you don't never have the power. And then Katie describes how in the moment she's had photos leaked that she didn't want leaked. And maybe power recappers shared them. I didn't leak them. I just shared what was already public knowledge. That's literally Say happening it. right now. Yeah. Okay. Really? <laughs> New Year's Eve. Everyone yeah. everyone wants oh. a New Year's Eve kiss, right? So she does a New Year's Eve kiss. So I had one with this guy. Um, and the photo ended up being discovered because it was posted on the photographer's Instagram that um. night. And this look, this is what happens, right? The photographer knew it was going to be headlines. And, it, you know, call that clout chasing. They might have been friends. But, of course, Smooch launched. So the photographer posted these photos. And, of course, we shared it. Uh, Smooch launched as it is. And, of course, this not... The, I, and I don't know. Was this the same guy? Did he cut his bangs? No, this is uh, Nick from The Circle here. 
And if you'd like to see those amazing visual references I had, go check out these videos on YouTube. Uh, and also, don't forget, February 15th, San Diego, San Diego. I will be performing stand-up com comedy. It's a Wednesday night, the day after Valentine's, February 15th, uh, with Katie Thurston. We're both going to do our stand-up comedy, and we have two other hilarious comedians. And then we're going to do a never-before-seen Q&A. How's it going to go? A Q&A in front of a live audience uh, of Katie Thurston and Dave Neal fans? I think it's going to be amazing. There's some giveaways. Um, there's going to be a meet and greet afterwards. Tons of fun. Link in the comment section, February 15th, San Diego, if you want to laugh. All right, let's get to our final story of the day. This one was way more interesting than I thought. And this is why I love to wake up and just make content because you have no idea what's around the corner. So I got the live reaction of Nick hearing that he had kind of, you know, some trash spoken about him by Chris Harrison. Of course, this uh, could have all been solved if Nick just listened to the podcast. It wasn't nearly as dramatic as his co-host make it seem, but Nick's responses are hilarious going, I'm not sad or I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know, I wish Chris would take accountability like that type of stuff. And it's like, I think Chris has taken accountability, but now he's in the podcast game. And when you're in the podcast game, you can talk a lot of trash. It's called Podcast Wars, baby. And I'm here to enjoy it with popcorn from the side of the road. All right, this is our NASCAR, and we are watching the race. Let me know what you guys think, of course. Don't forget, share it with your friends if you enjoy what we're doing here. Like it, subscribe, follow. We appreciate all your support. It's time to blow this thing up. We are having fun here. It is going to be a great year, 2023. And without further ado, here's the clip with Nick Viles' response to Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison's podcast. Oh, it dropped today. I think it technically dropped yesterday. Um, it was marked as January 8th, but uh, it was two episodes. The first one was just him. The second one, Lauren Zima was on it with him. Uh, and it was basically... he was like him and Lauren just going back and forth? A lot of the first episode was him talking directly to like the Bachelor fan base, saying how much he appreciates them. He loves when people like come up to him and tell them how much the show means to them. And he just, he wants to create more of like an honest and open relationship with the fans, uh, which kind of gave the implication that at some point he's going to have people participating in the show or calling in. It's going to be focused, I guess, a lot about relationships. But ask Chris. Oh uh, boy, who could they get that from? If you guys want to call in, I have a voicemail line. I'm playing it on my daily podcast, 401-213-9828. You guys can call in, leave a voicemail, and I'll get to it every afternoon, Bachelor Rush Hour, the hit podcast. All right, Podcast Wars, here we go. Every Monday. Chris. <laughs> um, no, but I thought it was interesting. He was he was talking about, you know, when all this happened, certain people wanted to defend him, and he was just in the mindset of, Did you he know, bring me up? don't engage. He brought up people who were very supportive. He talked about, like, Sean and Catherine. He was going down this whole list. In the first episode, he talked about how there were people that he wouldn't name that saw it as an opportunity and were gunning for his job. He's All right, so <laughs> look at Nick there. All right, so let's hear from what Chris Harrison actually said, and then we're going to go to Nick's reaction here. You're going to like this. It's a fun one. It's a good one. And, you know, Nick Vial was another one who... Same shirt? Nick Ooh. wasn't really... Uh, strongly against me or, or said anything, but you know, I think Nick was one of those among many who probably saw the the blood in the water and, and saw the opportunity of a job that would be really phenomenal. And I no doubt he wanted that job. And, but we saw each other at Wells and Sarah's wedding and, and gave each other a big hug. Saw Chris Souls there too. It was good. And of course he wanted the job. Of course he wanted the job. I think I shared actually some comments of what he actually said regarding you know, regarding wanting Demi, the job. Like, yeah. yeah uh, bisexual relationships. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not dismissive that he's been calling exes. Hold on one second. We played this just a, yeah, uh, a couple days ago. And I think, I, but it's the oh, show. Are, I don't is. know if the show wants to be, but the show has become like ingrained in pop culture and and the and and society and and so about here's what caitlin said after. all right so clearly they wanted the job caitlin wanted the job nick wanted the job jillian harris said she wanted the job but hey anyone would have taken the job jorge the mexican bartender he would have loved the job people go Dave, why you call the mexican bar uh, bartender jorge that was his name you idiot someone someone said that in the comment section how derogatory for you for you to call the mexican bartender jorge I go that's his name <laughs> you know what do you want me to do all right funny you guys cracked me up all right, anyway, so you heard what Chris Harrison said. He didn't say it in a really scandalous way, but he was, you know, it, it always comes off worse. We enlarge it with the clickbait, and here we are. Nick's response. Talking about, you know, when all this happened, certain people wanted to defend him, and he was just in the mindset of, Did you he know, bring me up? Don't engage. He brought up people who were very supportive. Oh, that sounds like an ex. What were they saying about me? Was it like good? What was like the vibe? So you were at the farmer's market getting spinach and organic and she mentioned me so like what was the tone of which she said what she said was it like he saw blood in the water he's like he saw blood in the water like how is he feeling not that i care i don't really care about it it's no big deal it's over but like does he have my phone number still he talked about like sean and Catherine. he was going down this whole list in the first episode he talked about how there were people that he wouldn't name that saw it as an opportunity and were gunning for his job by the way credit to the um uh, producers here if nick in fact wasn't going to talk about this and they brought it up they clearly have the pulse on what's in interesting which is nick's reaction to being called out by chris harrison he talked about how there were people that he wouldn't name that saw it as an opportunity and were gunning for his job he said that you were one of the people that like saw blood in the water and kind of tried to capitalize off of the situation he, sa he said but he said you reconnected at wells wedding wait, 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 hold on. And it was so, fine. He, <laughs> so he said i was gunning for his job well no he said that you saw blood in the water of the situation How? when he went down. But he didn't list me as one of the people like who reached out. Mm -mm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he went down a whole list of everyone who was like... That's the problem. Oh, this is the problem. This is like you watch the Oscars and I want to thank uh, Barry Levenstein and I would like to thank uh, Power, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brian Friedman. I'd like to thank uh, WME. And, and then if you forget one person, that one person goes... Oh, you didn't want to thank your mom? Or God forbid you forget to thank your wife. Oh, boy. That's a silent treat. You, you know when thank me? I was breastfeeding while you were out there making out with Margot Robbie or whatever. I don't know. Not my world. <laughs> Can you imagine? I was work, honey. I sucked face with Margot Robbie, but uh, we're going to win an Oscar, so it was worth it. Um, anyway, so he goes, he gets into jilted lover. He didn't thank me? Like, supportive of you. And was this him. in the context of saying he should be supported? It was more so talking about when you have like a scandal of this size that continues like popping. No, Chris Harrison didn't say he should have been supported. He just said, I didn't want people to vouch for me because they would have gotten so much hate. So he could understand why people wouldn't publicly support him. People do try and jump in and like add to the narrative and they mean well, but he actually encouraged a lot of people to stay silent because he saw like the negative ramifications of like paparazzi and headlines and whatever. And he didn't want his family to be a part of that. And he was saying, you know, like people in Bachelor Nation who like he, he, he was more of like a gratefulness of all these people reaching out and like how like people he supported over the years then turned around and supported him. And then he was like, Nick saw blood in the water. <laughs> I'm really disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh, the worst. You ever hear this from a parent? No, Jeffrey, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. No, don't be disappointed. Be mad. Throw something at me. Beat me. Hit me with a belt. 
Uh, yeah, I think, Chris, take more accountability for what you did. He said he stands Whoa! by. Whoa. <laughs> Shots fired. Wow. So we've got Nick says, take more accountability. All right, let's watch that one more time. I didn't watch this far. I didn't realize we were going to be getting gloves off. I'm going to have to add the old gloves off emoji to the uh, to the uh, uh, thumbnail here. I'm really disappointed. I'm not mad. Did the paper shuffle? I'm just disappointed. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, because maybe for all we know, Nick, maybe Nick was on the phone with Chris and was comforting him and all these things. But this is a problem. Like, Nick, you got to listen to what Chris Harrison said. Chris Harrison's tone. I mean, look, like here I am playing marriage counselor. You know, how did Chris make you feel? Uh, Chris, by the way, I like that shirt, Nick. That's a nice uh, over. Let's say a nice like light shirt jacket there. Good season. Either way. Um, uh, but the Converse aren't. I, I'm not a Converse fan. OK, so either way, Nick. Listen to what Chris said, and I don't think you'll feel as bad because it he mentioned like 30 people's names. Uh, yeah, I think, Chris, take more accountability for what you did. He said he stands by the point he was trying to make. He like kind of stands by what And he Chris's point, I don't want to speak for Chris, but I believe the point Chris was trying to make overall was that we need to give more grace for people to take the time to respond. That's the point he was trying to make overall. And yet here we are in the moment with Rash decisions and reactions but that's okay it you know sells youtubes but he says he was apologetic for how messy it was and how it was delivered but i did find it interesting like he's like no i stand by what i said or what i was trying to say at least chris i would love to hear you make that point yeah. in a way that you think would be non-messy and then see if people think it holds up i love amanda in this way <laughs> yikes yikes i mean i've again i've never been like Chris. I mean, I, I, I don't disagree with Chris's point. The problem that Chris had, which we talk over and over, was the execution of the point. He didn't speak to Rachel Lindsay in a way that gave her grace the way he was seeking it for Rachel Kirkconnell and Matt James. Have we said, I mean, could you say it any clearer than that? I'm yelling from the studio rooftop here. Like, the point's fine. We live in a society where people want to, like, get your instant reaction. Well, what do you have to say about this? Let me think about it. If you're going to hold me to my words, give me a second to respond. And uh, of course, it didn't come off well. I think we can agree on all that. This is bestie, but we've always, yeah. you know. He, I, he we, did tie it up with a nice we, little we bow. We grew really. Saying, yeah. See? I am the, okay, the producer on the right seems to have a much more graceful digestion of everything that was listened to. And maybe that's the only one who actually listened to it. Dis disappointed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sean Lowe would have taken the job if he was offered it. Yeah, I think yeah. anyone would have. Or Wells or Ben or whatever. Anyone would have. He, he said he thought Wells, he thought, Chris said he thought Wells was a shoe-in. And apparently Chris like reached out to Wells and was like, he kind of assumed he would get it. And he was just like, run with it. Uh, this like, is like siblings getting upset when the dad gives more attention to the other one. Why didn't you put me through baseball camp? You know, I think Chris wanted it to go to Wells. Mm. I was the one who wanted to have the dance recital. You know, just him, anger when you're, we're in our 40s. It all started in, when I was seven and I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas. And then last thing, just because I think it'll be a nice little transition into our bios. One of the women we are going to be talking about, who was on Zach's season, uh, had a hard launch of her divorce. Uh, we had this story three days ago. 
And we sure did, folks. And that's why I love the content we make. It's just me, you, and nonstop, cutting-edge, breaking news. You heard it here first, folks. Again, uh, February 15th, Stand-Up Show with Katie Thurston. Link in the description below if you want to check that out. Or go to linktree.com slash Dave Neal. That's L-I-N-K-T-R-E-E dot com slash D-A-V-E-N-E-A-L. If you want to join the Stand-Up Comedy Show, it's going to be a blast. It's going to sell out. All right. Well, I got to go record a friend's podcast, so I'm a little bit in a rush today, but... We have lots of news. More coming out tomorrow. This week of barrel scraping. We are just really ramping up for the next season. Uh, don't forget, you can call the voicemail line if you want to catch up, uh, leave a comment, ask a question. 401-213-9828. All right, folks, be well. I've been Dave Neal, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Bachelor Rush Hour.